Hello, hello, hello. I welcome you back once again to Pastor B's Kitchen Table. As you certainly know by now, although it is 2020, this is the place we chop it up, break it down, put it back together again. It's called Pastor B's Kitchen Table, in case you forgot. Because when I was growing up, everything sincere, everything that had to be dealt with from a truth standpoint, we dealt with it at the kitchen table with jelly jars and everything. And that's what this is. And today I'm honored to have a special guest with us today, Brother Ken Williams. Kenneth is, is his government name, but it was Ken Williams. So, Ken, if you would just tell the people hello and tell them who you are. My name is Kenneth Williams. I'm a personal trainer. I've been a certified personal trainer for 20 years. I own and operate my own business, KW Fitness. Um, so I've been doing that for roughly 20 years. But the most important thing I do is I, I'm an elder at my church, a core church midtown. But um, at uh, being an elder has also helped me develop my business in a, um, in a spiritual way. So that's, that's, that's me in the, short, in the short run. Amen. And you, you've been for 20 years? 20 years. Wow. Wow. So how did you start a fitness business? Um, you know, they say the average college graduate changes their occupation five times. So I was a police officer first, and I um, worked in sales, and then I worked as a... Uh, home builder and but I've always worked out. I started working out when I was twelve years old and I joined my first member joined my gym joined the first gym at fourteen. So it was just a natural progression for me to where I was led as far as a calling is to is to help people through nutrition, working out, health, lifestyle changes. So it was just a natural progression for me to get there. Wow, wow, wow. I'm so glad you're sitting here today. Because you know it's twenty twenty. And my gym and probably your gym may be packed already because people are now making these quote-unquote New Year's resolutions. And it always somehow comes back to something dealing with the body. Think about 1 Corinthians 6, 19, and 20. How the, uh, Paul talks about how uh, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And then he says in verse 20, Therefore glorify God in your body. So today, I want to talk about glorifying God with our body. He was talking about dealing with immorality. But I want to talk about just seeing it as a temple and how do we take care of our temples today. Now, now, don't run away. Don't turn it off. Don't say, oh, here we go. No, I want you to stay tuned in. I brought someone who's a man of God and also someone who has done this for over 20 years to help give us some baby steps and use some baby steps as to how we get through this. And tell us. Uh, where should he or she start? They decide that you know what, I'm going to get serious about this thing in my body. Where do we start? I think the most important thing is to make it easy on yourself as possible. We all live in busy, busy lives, and and it's finding the time to do th to do things. I think there's a couple of very easy first steps. Number one, and people disregard this more than anything, start off with getting enough sleep. Huh. I think people did with the hubbubs of raising kids, having a husband, um, and working. The one of the most detrimental things that people don't do is get enough sleep. Because if you don't have enough sleep, one of the last things you want to do is work out. Right, right. So start off with getting enough sleep. The second thing is don't oh, try. Oh, 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 go ahead. How much would you quantify? as enough sleep. Explain that. Okay, everybody's different. Okay. I function off of a less sleep than everybody else's because it's kind of what I've always done. Right. I think anywhere between seven and eight hours. They okay. say eight hours is optimum. Right. 
uh, eight hours may not be optimal for everybody because of the lives we live. Right. I get about six hours. Okay. But I also have a break in the middle of my day where I come home and take about a 30-minute nap. Okay. Okay. So before we got here, I got refreshed by taking a 30-minute <laughs> yeah. nap. <laughs> so I always tell people to start off with the simple things. Start off with getting enough sleep. The second thing, drink enough water. Because water is the essential building block of your entire life when it comes to the physical part. Your body's made up of 85% water. So yeah. you want to take in enough water. And drinking enough water helps push out toxins that cause sickness, that causes uh, fatigue, um, it causes things for you to be tired so you don't want to work out. Wow. But someone is saying, but I love my iced tea and I, and I, and I love my sodas and, and, and I love my Mountain Dew. And, so, right. and you're saying drink more water. Right, because the biggest, and, and, we're, and we're getting to those things. And the other thing is nutrition. Yeah. I don't believe in fad diet. Okay, okay. Let's start take, talking about the things that are in this fruit. Yeah. Fr start taking out uh, processed foods. Okay, okay. That's the number one thing that is a killer of Americans today is processed foods because everybody wants everything quick. Okay, now I need you to break it down a little bit for our audience. Um, first, explain what you mean when you say fad diets and okay. then give us some samples, examples of uh, processed processed food. food. Yeah. Okay, so the big fad diet now is the keto diet. Okay, all right, all right. So you have keto diet, Atkins diet, um, uh, let me see another fad diet, the Mediterranean diet, uh, the Zone diet, okay. um, uh, those kinds of things, but when you hear diet at the beginning or end of anything, that means it's something you tend to be on for a short period of time, okay. something that connotates something you're on and something you're off. Okay. So I believe in what we could obviously we'll go talk about this more later is lifestyle changes. Okay. So if you are eating a healthy diet, a healthy um, nutrition, then there's no such thing as something you really shouldn't eat a little bit of if you want to happen to have it. Oh. oh. So that's the biggest thing. Everybody thinks of diet as depravity. Right. I think of lifestyle change with nutrition as not depravity. Yeah. Because I don't want to deprive anybody of anything if they, unless it's super detrimental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if somebody thinks that they can't ever have anything, tell, tell a little kid they can't have it. What are they going to do? They're going to go <laughs> for it. Grab it. That's right. It's the same thing with anybody else yeah, when it comes yeah. to nutrition. Tell somebody they, don't, they can't have it. They'll be like, man, that's what I want. Right. So I believe in a well-balanced nutritional program that allows for people to eat things that they like to eat. Okay. And a processed food is something that's basically been through a process. Um, the simple thing is, if you read the label on the back and it has a name or something that you can't read, you probably shouldn't eat it. <laughs> that's good, that's good. And that's just a simple. Yeah, yeah. And, and a device like this in the, um, in the store, you stay away from the outside aisles. Uh -huh. And work the inside. Oh, you work the outside aisles, and you stay away from the inside, inside aisles. Because yeah. usually, inside aisles are the pastas, the cakes, the crackers, the cookies, uh, the chips. Yeah. Uh, and so those are processed foods, something okay. that's gone through a process to add stuff in it, um, oh. certain white bread. Yeah, yeah. So a non-processed food, steel-cut oatmeal, yams, yeah, yeah. Uh, brown rice, yeah. wild rice, um, uh, white potatoes. Yeah. So something that has, you know, anything out of the ground.
out is always okay. Yeah. So for that matter of fact, so that's where you go from um, processed foods and non-processed foods. Oh. Um, all your meats, and but there's something that's processed meat. So your salamis and your and your bolognese yeah. and spams and 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 hot dogs okay. and certain sausages. You stay away Vienna from sausage. Vienna sausages. <laughs> yes, yeah. canned meats. Yeah. So those are the things you want to stay away from. So the the most important things are, are like. We talk about sleep, water, yeah. and uh, nutrition. Right. And then we go to activity. Okay, okay, okay. So a lot of people think about working out and that they have to go to the gym. Yeah. Not everybody likes to go to the gym or can be intimidated by the gym when they first start their workout routine. Yeah. I say 30 minutes, 40 minutes, or 50 minutes of activity a day. Uh -huh. Whatever that is. On my watch, you'll see I always count my steps. Yeah. Because I can't run as much as I used to, so it's about the amount of activity I put right. in. So how much am I walking during the course of the day? Or swimming? Yeah. Or am I riding a bike? Right. Or am I taking my dog for a walk or a short run? Right. Or am I playing basketball right. or racquetball or tennis? It's the amount of activity that you do during the course of the day. Yeah. So um, a lot of people equate fitness with the gym. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. That's only one tool yeah. of being fit. Yeah. There's certain things, there are a lot of things that you can do that don't involve the gym. Put in a videotape. Yeah. Go to YouTube, and if you don't feel comfortable going to the gym, do something in your house. Right. Stand up and sit down. Uh, uh, Push-ups against the wall. But we're talking about the level of activity that a person does that will allow them to stay healthy, keep right. their heart strong, and burn calories. But you're talking to some uh, people in the audience today who they work 8, 10, 12 hour days, they're at that job. They're in that right. office. They're in that cubicle. Right. What do you tell them? I tell them uh, um, the most important thing, you, the, one of the least important things you may do in your life is your job. Yeah. One of the most important mm. you're going to do is stay healthy. Yeah. And I believe in holistic duality. If you're, spirit, if you're physically weak, yeah. you're spiritually vulnerable. Yeah. Oh, say that again, say that, say that again. If you're physically weak, yeah. you're spiritually vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not taking care of the temple, then there are things that are coming in to destroy the temple. Yeah. So you have to be able to take care of the body. So if the most important thing that you feel like you need to do is show up to work, I would say, no, the most important thing you need to do is take care of yourself. See, that's powerful because so many times we orient totally different. That, that paradigm is a shift because the job is everything. Right. And, and even to the detriment of our own physical well-being, spiritual well-being, and everything else, because the job is what pays the bills. Right. And yet, so unfortunately, <clears throat> many times, the job is what's paying the medical bills. Exactly. Yeah, it's paying the medical bills. And, and, when, and when I talk to clients and they say, well, well why, why do I charge what I charge, or I, I can't afford it? And my comeback is, is usually this. Either you're going to pay me what you pay me now, or you're going to pay the doctor and prescription drugs later. Yeah, yeah. So, excuse me. Yeah. And and so when the person doesn't have, there's, I have yet to find anybody. And I train CEOs. I train lawyers. I train, you know, mothers that work full time jobs and have kids and and you know single moms and busy family. Right. And inevitably, they can all find the time. Yeah. I have yet to find anybody that can't carve out at least forty five minutes to an hour. And that's to come to me, yeah. much less be able to do it at home. Yeah. So it's about prioritizing what's important. Yeah. If your health is important, if your health is up here, yeah. you're going to get healthy. Right. right. If your job is up here, yeah. then you're going to sacrifice your health for your job. For your job. Yeah. Wow. That is profound. So you talked about the, the, the nutrition. You talked about the water. 
or he talked about the prioritization of our spirit that when we're physically weak, then we're spiritually vulnerable. That's a powerful, powerful statement. Um, but someone, they tried. They, they started this last year, and they fell off the wagon. Explain, talk to that person. Um, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, take it easy. We're all following. I've been working out since I was 12. And there have been many times where I don't feel like I have to. There's never been a bad day of going to the gym. Okay? But there has been a bad day of not going to the gym. So don't beat yourself up over it. This is a process. I say this is a marathon, not a race. So if you, if you, missed a few days, if you missed a month, just go right back in, whatever it may be. And if it doesn't feel like the gym is the place, start off with walking. Get your cardiovascular strength put up. Get your confidence back up and then go to the gym. Um, uh, there's, Like I said, there's no bad day in the gym. Just go. Um, and nobody in, and nobody else in the gym, very few people are going to know what your schedule is, so just go back. Um, it is just so important to get back in there. Uh, pull, I'm a pull the bootstraps up guy and just try to make sure one step at a time, do something. If it's not the gym, walk. Uh, if you have stairs in your house, start off with stairs in your house. Yeah. If it's watching a video and doing beginner's yoga class in your, in your house, start off with that. But don't beat yourself up over because nobody's perfect. I've been doing this for since I could walk playing sports and going to the gym. And I miss days too. So, you know what? And I don't beat myself up over it. Don't beat yourself up over it. Just pull yourself up and go right back in. What could someone physically do on the job? They're at the job. They're in the cubicle. They're in the corner office. What could they do? First things first, take your lunch to work. Hmm. Make your make your lunch at home. Something healthy, that is the first thing, is take a healthy lunch to work. And then once you do that, one reason why you want to take your lunch, there's two reasons. One, you'll save money. Yeah. And two, that allows you the free time to eat in your cubicle so you can take a walk. Yeah. Every day. So you can, and instead of taking the elevator, take the stairs. Yeah. At lunchtime, go take a 30-minute walk. I have clients that... <clears throat> Take their lunch to work. After they sit in their cubicle and eat, they get up. They have that rest of that 45 minutes so they can, or 30 minutes they can take. They'll, they'll walk the stairs. They'll walk the stairs. Or they'll walk around the parking lot where it's applicable for them to do it. Um, they park far, farthest to the mm. parking spot and walk in in the morning, and they leave back in the afternoon. That could be a half a mile worth of walk. Uh, just that, and then they add the stairs in through the course of the day. You've walked a mile, and you really haven't tried to do anything but do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was something that I introduced to my staff uh, almost two years ago. Um, I used to take them out, uh, I think it was on Fridays, and I'd tell them to wear their tennis shoes. And we'd go to the, the track near the church and, and walk for a mile. Right. All of us. Uh, and it works well. Uh, we kind of discontinued that, but but I just saw just the, the, the results of that. Uh, and, and all of us was not workout warriors or anything like that, but we all agreed as a team we want to be physically healthy. Right. And I think we need to return to that. Explain something, Ken. Uh, you said take your lunch to work, a healthy lunch to work. Some people could say a healthy lunch to work is a 20-piece from Wingstop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when you say a healthy lunch to work, what do you mean? So... Um, look, starting off here, some yeah. fruit. Mm -hmm. um, 
something that's quick, yogurt and blueberries. Okay. Yogurt is always good because you can you can either get it in a prepackaged form uh -huh. or um, you make your own, get your own and put some blueberries in it. Um, so I said, you know, you stay away from certain breads. A whole wheat, whole grain bread, slice of um, fresh sliced deli turkey off the turkey breast, mm. a piece of cheese, uh, a piece of lettuce, tomato, and you've had, so you have protein, carbs and vegetables yeah. in a sandwich. In a sandwich. Just leave the chips off. Right. Um, I'm a big believer in take, I, I'm a meal prepper. Okay. So I okay. prep, you know I prep. Yeah. yeah. So I prep meals for the week. So cook a little bit, of, cook one extra chicken breast at dinner. Yeah. Or if you cook dinner every night, take a little bit of extra, make a little bit extra and take it to work with you. Um, uh, uh, good in the middle of the day, you want that meal to be satisfying, not filling, so you don't have that crash drop off, right. so you can finish the rest of your day. Some simple sugars or some some moderate complex carbs like bread or yeah. yogurt with fruit. Um, uh, uh, a small piece of a potato with a piece of extra chicken and some fresh broccoli that you had left yeah. over yeah. from the night before. So. Um, you have, I tell everybody, you have to prepare yourself to eat healthy, because if you don't, you're going to find yourself finding the easiest thing you can eat, mm -hmm. which is usually fast food or something out of yeah. the dispenser. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many meals do you recommend per day? Okay, so from a, from a trainer standpoint, it always depends on the client. But in the general sense, since I don't compete in bodybuilding anymore and I don't do uh, triathlon, so my, my uh, eating has become very normal so to speak right. so i eat three meals a day okay. i eat breakfast lunch and dinner okay. um for breakfast i eat three eggs in the morning two two whole two uh, egg whites one whole egg and two cups of spinach okay. Okay. and a big glass of water half a cup of coffee okay. that's my first meal my second meal today was i actually had a filet that i had left over mm -hmm. a four ounce filet uh, some steamed asparagus and some brown rice. Okay. For dinner tonight, I'm going to have uh, grilled salmon uh -huh. with uh, just some fresh vegetables. I haven't decided what vegetables are going to be. But um, nutrition just needs, uh, that's, that's healthy to me. Right. So something in the middle of the day, I mean, an average person, to try to say, oh, you need to eat four meals a day, you need to eat six meals a day, first of all, you're not trying to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a professional athlete. Yeah. You're trying to make the nutrition work for you. So three quality meals a day usually works for most people. Now, there are, um, there's that range of people that need, you know, maybe four meals. But they'll have breakfast, a mid-morning snack, lunch, and dinner. Okay. And I have find that that's probably the best for most people. Usually that mid-morning snack where if you have breakfast with like, say, some egg whites and toast, right. then that's where you have your yogurt. And that's where you have a nice little lunch here. And that's when you have your dinner. Right. The biggest thing is always most people tend to make dinner the largest meal yeah, of the day. Yeah, yeah. And that actually needs to be reconstructed through your first two or three meals of the day where you're you know, if you're going to have higher calorie meals, they need to be earlier in the day, mm -hmm. and your lower calorie, low carb mm -hmm. meals good. later in the day. That's good. And the main reason is your activity level drops through yeah, the course of right, the day. Right, right. So if you're getting off work, and you're piling on um, uh, a big thing of pasta with you know pasta sauce and 
and uh, vegetables and a nice drink. And the next thing you do is you go sit on the couch and turn on the TV. Your body takes all night long to digest that food. You're not burning that food. It'll start storing in the body as fat. Mm -hmm. So your lighter meals need to be in the evening. Even if you work out in the evening, yeah. you still want your lighter meals later in right, the evening. Right. And you want these um, earlier meals where you're active. Even if you have a sedentary job, you still want your quote unquote a little bit higher calorie meals earlier in the day and your lower calorie meals later in the day. What about salads? You hear that salads are the thing to go for and to do. Is, is, is there any uh, don't do when it comes to salads? Uh, yeah, the biggest thing is if it's creamy, don't pour it on there. Ah. Yeah, so like Thousand Island, ranch dressing, blue cheese, stale. So you want to do a vinaigrette okay. or a balsamic vinegar or a, um, just vinegar and um, like olive oil. Wait, 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 we'll get back again. So you said if it's creamy, don't pour it on If there. it's creamy and it looks good, don't put it on there. Wow. And I'll explain that to you because one tablespoon, two tablespoons could have anywhere between, say, 10 to 15 grams of fat. Right. Just in that, and I'm talking about fat, not even calories. Yeah. So, and that's probably 15 fat. You're probably talking about 50 or 60 calories in two tablespoons. So two yeah. tablespoons, you're talking about 100 calories. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, wow. and that's you know that's a third of the calories you maybe need to be taking in that meal. Yeah. So, and I'm a big believer in spinach, lettuce, romaine lettuce, kale. Um, iceberg lettuce is great for replenishing water, yeah. but nutritional value doesn't have a whole lot. Of okay, okay. So stew with a big leafy spinach, yeah. romaine, kales, um, arugula. Yeah. So those things, and you, in your salads, you want the color of the rainbow. Okay. Green peppers, red peppers, uh, okay. all the peppers, uh, asparagus, uh, broccoli, you can put beans, anything you can imagine to put into a salad. Salads are perfect because you can have a well-balanced meal in a salad. And then if you feel like it's not enough protein, you can add tofu, chicken, shrimp, salmon. You can slice beef, turkey, whatever you want to. You can add to a salad. So salads are great. Right, right. It's just people tend to kill themselves with the dressings the and dressing, salad. The dressings and salad. What about those who drink and smoke? Okay. Um, so... We, I have this chart um, that, that I give to all my clients that are quote unquote big drinkers. Yeah. For every, and, and, and we have a saying, for every one day of hard drinking, and that's two to three to four drinks, yeah. you take away one day in the gym. Okay, okay, okay. For every, no, no, for every, for every one day of hard drinking, you take away two days in the gym. Yeah. So if you're drinking, if you have one night of hard drinking, and you're working out three days a week, you're battling to stay even. Yeah. yeah you're okay, battling yeah, to stay even. Right. Um, alcohol is basically fermented sugar. So you're taking in a mm. ton, a ton of sugar. And most people drink at night. So you're taking drinking alcohol at night. And it's a depressant, which means it slows down your metabolic rate. So your metabolism naturally slows down by drinking alcohol. And your metabolism regulates how, much, how fast your body burns food. Mm -hmm. So if your metabolism is slowed down, and then most people like to drink and eat. Yeah. So now you're talking about mm. the calories of alcohol, yeah. slowing down your metabolism, and taking in food. Right. So now you're taking away more than just two days in the gym. Yeah. You're battling literally just to stay eating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, smoking. Um, it's, it's, everybody knows that smoking is a silent killer. Actually, it's not a silent killer. Everybody knows about smoking. And the one thing I can tell you about smoking is just quit. 
Yeah. I can't, I, there's nothing I can say anything more than just quit. And I understand it's a battle. I understand it's hard. So I tell people, there's two things about smoking. You're slowly killing yourself in the amount of money you're spending on, 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 on cigarettes. Yeah. It comes up to the tens of thousands of dollars during the course of a lifetime that you can give to your kids, put in a, a, a fund for your retirement or anything. But the crazy thing is if you're smoking, you're not going to make it too long to retirement. <laughs> so smoking is, is something that all I can say is and, and it's it's easy for me to sit on this side and say don't do it yeah, or quit yeah. we all have our smoking whatever it may be yeah. and I understand it it's hard but the best thing you can do for yourself your family your kids and everything is work your way to start quitting so if you're smoking a pack a day go to half a pack mm -hmm. if you're smoking half a pack go to a quarter pack if you're smoking a couple of cigarettes then work those couple of cigarettes down yeah 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 Wow, okay, now, you said a lot in a short period of time. Um, someone watching right now is feeling so guilty because they've even just thrown away the notion of getting on the scale. They don't want to, they, they refuse to go to the doctor, they refuse to get on the scale because they can see that they are not perhaps labeled as obese, but they are far from being healthy. Uh, can't they? They can't climb that flight of stairs because they they lose they lose their their, their breath and, right. and then they've been they've been eating and uh, what we call it comfort food. Uh, they've been having a whole lot of comfort lately, uh, and they know that they know where they are. They've tried, you say, the diet. They've tried the whole plan in which you lose 30, 30, 30 pounds in seven days, right. and they, they realize that it doesn't work. Uh, the, the whole body cleansers, the whole movement of that, we're gonna cleanse our bodies and you know all that. Uh, and yet they realize that I need to do something. Because if you're honest about it, kind of like my family, uh, my family uh, had health issues. Uh, we ate, we cooked a lot of, from the south down Louisiana. Great food, enjoyed the food. Uh, but a lot of my family was very unhealthy. Uh, in fact, we kind of cherished the fact if some way people had a little girth to them, a little, right. a little, a little meat on their bones, right. if you will. We didn't want nobody to be a toothpick. But yet we had too much meat on our bones. And, and yet we see, you still deal with diabetes, there were heart issues, uh, cancer, and all those kind of things. So the person who's there, who's watching and say, you know, I know I need to do something, and I've tried to do something, uh, but, but how do you speak to the guilt and shame they may feel right now? Um, well, the first thing, um, this is where we start talking about the spiritual side of this. Yeah. Uh, uh, guilt is not from the Lord. Yeah. As from Satan. Satan wants to separate you from the temple. Yeah. And from us treating our bodies for the temple. Yeah. So if you are feeling guilty, that is some that is an outside um, force coming in to try to separate you from the temple, which is your body yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Um, and you brought up something very uh, that a lot of families go through, and we call it a generational sin. Yeah. And that's passing on yeah. those bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them, since we're talking about nutrition and health. Uh, for that person that has that guilt, think about the, we have bigger picture and smaller picture. The bigger picture is think about the people around you too. Yeah. So yeah. if you think about, okay, I have kids that I need to take care of and need to be here for and grandkids that I want to be here for, then I need to take better care of myself. So shift it from guilt to um, uh, a drivenness. Yeah. Um, but guilt is not of the Lord. Right. So that's where we start working on the spiritual side. 
um, of, of, of being healthy. Because once you become spiritually healthy, it is much easier to become physically healthy because we're much more spiritual than we are physical. Yeah, yeah. And my people will say, well, I believe in the physical first. I believe in the spiritual first. Because yeah. it wasn't until I became really spiritually healthy yeah. that I became more physically yeah. healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything mattered now. Everything right? mattered. Everything mattered. Everything mattered. You bring everything on, on the authority of Christ. So it's even now when I start talking about my body because I went through that. I went through that time. I was 230 pounds. I remember I went to see my physician, and he told me, based on your family history, based on what you do with an occupation, based on what I see in you right now, you're going to die early. He said, you're going to die. You know, there was none of that protocol of being a nice physician. Right. No, he just said, you're going to die just the pace you're on. And that's when I started. But it became a stewardship. Because I came to realize that I wasn't taking care of what God gave me. I tell the church all the time, it's one thing if, if God calls you home. It's something else if you just go home. Because you refuse to be a good steward of what he gave you, which is our bodies. Right. And we take in everything and just consume everything. And so you're around the money about that. God ain't called to be, to be condemned or to feel guilty about it, but to, but, but to do something about it. Right. To, to, to do something, to, to make a move. Uh, and, and that's why I'm so, so glad what you have shared. Uh, once again, tell them uh, what's the name of your company, where you're located. Um, it's KW Fitness. I'm at 6322 Richmond. The gym has a one-to-one -one training center uh, in the Galleria area. So if you need anything, you can call me, 713-443-2033. Um, uh, even if it's just for advice or if I can do anything to help anything, help anybody, it is my pleasure to do so. Amen. So as you can see, right here within the body of Christ, everything we need is in the body of Christ. There's a brother that's sitting here and just telling you and showing you. He's been there, done that for 20 years. He's saying if you need some wisdom, you need some counsel, you need a, a, little, a little encouragement to get moving, he's willing to do that for you. That's why I brought it here, to bring everything under the authority of Jesus Christ. So go tell somebody. Call your mom and them. Call your dad and them. Call auntie and uncle and, and let them say, come to Pastor B's kitchen table. There was something said today that can literally change your life and your family's life for years and years to come. God is good and he wants to show that goodness being reflected in every aspect of our life. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God use you. And I'll see you again next week right here at the kitchen table. Bye.